0: Hey, everyone. We're live right now. I'm here by myself because RK had to hop on a meeting, so he'll be here later, but I decided to start the stream right now anyway, so I'm running it by myself for the beginning. Uh, before we get to into everything, let's just... Uh, here we go. Quick reminders for everything, y'all. It is a new day. Good morning, everyone. It is a new day, which means... Everyone can vote for me again. Yay, everyone. I'm going to put the link in the chat again. Thank you so much to everyone who's voted for Forever Home Friends, but you can vote for Forever Home Friends once every 24 hours to help us get ahead in this grant competition. So don't forget to vote for me here. Um, Additionally, what else is going on is tonight on my main channel is the author sleepover, which is going to be fun. Let me find that. We've got the sleepover stream tonight. So for those of you who want to get some fun stuff done, if you want to be productive, get some writing done, get some whatever done, you know, come to the sleepover stream, set a reminder here. I'll also put the link to this in the chat. We will have a great time tonight on that stream. Um, I'm probably going to be doing some formatting for the business workbook. Uh, just so everyone knows, uh, my Patreon supporters, $5 and up have gotten the workbook already for free, but I'm going to be doing some new formatting to it to have it be available in a print version on Amazon too. So that's probably what I'm going to be working on tonight. But other than that, we're all just going to be having fun and you can read, you can draw, you can just chat. It's just going to be a good time. Uh, Stop picking your noses. I got a book bundle from my local library, so I may show up to the sleepover with that. That is wonderful. I absolutely love that. Uh, Looks like a bunch of people are here. I'm going to say hi to everyone before we get into talking about Jordan Peterson (laughs) and his um, hot mess of everything that he says. So first, let's see. Um, All right, we've got a bunch of people here. Um do 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 stop picking your nose is here. Panda panda's here, Carrie's here. Good morning, everybody. Morning, Mushroom Destroyer. Um morning, kitty. I know Cher is here. Morning, Cher. Joseph is here. Good morning, everyone. Um, Alex is here. Good morning. Katie, thanks for the reminder about the count. Thank you. I'm glad that people are... I appreciate everyone voting. I feel bad every time I remind people because I don't want people to feel like I'm spamming them, but then again, I'm like, this is also like, it's free. It's not like I'm spamming people to buy something, but then I'm also like, I don't want people to feel like I'm annoying them being like, just vote for me, vote for me, but I do want to succeed in this, so... I'm glad that people are not feeling annoyed by it, so that's good. Um, Do-do-do... Okay, so this is what I've been doing this week so far to be Jordan Peterson. Every day, I've been listening to his book, 12 Rules for Life, and I have been eating low-carb. I've been eating almost no carbs and eating as much meat as possible, but I didn't want to eat exclusively meat because meat is expensive. And he eats, like, only beef, and I was like, I cannot eat only beef every day forever because it's too expensive. Sorry, guys, I'm tired. I'm trying to wake up. I'm trying to wake up still. Uh, so it's like, I'm, I'm not going to eat only beef. That's it. That's impossible. Um, Just because that would just get too expensive. So I'm eating low carb. So this week I have eaten, um, like yesterday, I ate some yogurt and I ate some carrots and I ate some uh, ground beef. For dinner, I ate like ground beef in a bowl with cheese on it. Uh, the day before, I ate some bacon and an omelet, and, like, that was my whole day, so, like, I'm really just not eating carbs. It's it's weird. We're going to see how I feel at the end of this. Um, right now, it feels frustrating in the sense that I'm, like, this kind of limits what I can make or what I can, you know, eat, and it's also, like, I don't have any, can't have any snacks, really, although I don't really have any snacks in my house right now, so I guess the fact that I I haven't gone grocery shopping. It's nice for putting that off, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. Um, Cher says, I love bread. Yeah, dude, me too. <laughs> yeah, I miss having, like, a sandwich. Or, like, yeah, just uh, having... I don't know. I I, there there were things I was trying to cut back on eating anyway, and I was like, this is also another thing for like not drinking beer on the weekdays because that's another thing. Sometimes you're just like, oh, I want to have a beer, you know? Especially because like we have so much really good beer here. So I was like, I need to stop drinking on the weekdays so much. So maybe this will help me lose some of the weight I gained in the pandemic if I continue this low carb thing. Uh, we'll see. I do, oh, shares like bread and butter. I do love bread and butter. I just love eating toast with butter on it. Like that's, it's so simple, but it's so, it's so satisfying, you know? Um, so I have been eating extremely low carb all week. I don't think that RK has because his girlfriend just started pastry chef school. So she's bringing home delicious baked goods every day. And I would not, I would not have the willpower, so I don't blame him for wanting to eat all of that. Uh, I'm a little jealous, actually, but yeah. So that's one thing I've been doing. The other thing has been listening to his book Twelve Rules for Life, which we're gonna get into. We're gonna get into more of an in-depth review of that book on Friday's stream because I'm still not done with the book because dude, he takes forever to say like nothing. Like he just goes on and on and on forever the dude is like, he just cannot just make a point and be done with it. And I, that's why this book is so long. It's so, for example, I just finished his second rule for life, which was, I mean, the rule was good. It was like, take care of yourself the way you take care of others. And it was the idea that like, you know, sometimes we don't want to prioritize ourselves. We, but like, you know, if your dog got sick, you wouldn't, and you took your dog to the vet, you would make sure your dog took all their medication. But a lot of times people forget to take their medication because sometimes we feel like, you know, it's just more natural to want to prioritize someone else that we're responsible for than for ourselves. But the chapter was basically saying, no, you got to prioritize yourself. And I was like, yeah, I agree. And he had this quote that I actually really like, and will take forward with me into the future, which was, your pet loves you and would be happier if you took your medication, because sometimes I forget to take my medication, and I'm like, you know what, I bet Chewie would be happier if I took my medication, and if I think of it that way, it'll remind me to do it, because I want to make Chewy happy, you know, so, <laughs> so I liked that, however, the problem is, so today I'm talking about how Jordan Peterson is the boss babe of incels, right, the problem is that this man cannot make any point about anything without it leading into an hour long incel tangent. Like, I don't know why. So he will have like, he'll be talking about, okay, you should take care of yourself. And then he'll be like, well, historically and philosophically, like, why don't we, why don't we love and trust ourselves? Why are we so insecure? And then he's like, well, let's look at it from a Bible perspective. And then second he does that, we're into an hour long incel rant. So the incel rant I heard yesterday, was him talking forever about how... So he's telling the story of Adam and Eve in the Bible, right? He's telling that story. And he's like... His point with the story was, he's like, Eve gave Adam the forbidden fruit, and when he ate it, it made him conscious of himself. And he was like, women have been making men self-conscious since the beginning of time. Nowadays, women make men self-conscious... By rejecting them. And I was like okay my dude. You do not have to. Like the, like you take the chapter. Away from it's original meaning. Just so that you can insert some things. About how it's so unfair. That women reject men all the time. And how it's so detrimental to society. That women have high standards or whatever. Like he just. It's like it's all, he's always got to bring it back to that. And I, I don't know why it is. I imagine maybe because his audience is people. Is like guys who have trouble getting girlfriends or something so he's making them feel validated that might or maybe he like found an audience with that but it's yeah like mushroom destroyer said he he talks in circles and contradicts himself so much constantly it's so like i i I think he likes it's like ben shapiro he likes to sound smart when you get people whose whole job is to sound smart they just kind of spew all the knowledge they know about different topics and get away from the original point like that video we were watching where he's talking about frozen yesterday i still don't know why he doesn't like frozen all i know is that like he has like some philosophical connection to it and he doesn't believe art can have political messages and he thinks that all art with a message is propaganda like it, but i was like why don't you like frozen you still haven't described why frozen is propaganda although i did find a video where he talks about why Frozen is propaganda. It's called Hidden Meaning in Frozen. And he, like, I think he briefly talks about it so we can take a look because, y'all, I'm still curious why he doesn't like Frozen. And it's like, it'd be one thing if he was like, I don't like Frozen because the songs were annoying, or I don't like Frozen because it was overhyped. Like, that that's fair. But he just keeps claiming that Frozen is propaganda. And I don't know for what. Because Frozen was a pretty basic Disney movie, honestly. So, oh, Cap Benson's here. What's up? What's up? Um, yes. Who, who, let me see where I lost the comment. Someone said, Kitty said, yes, he's basically a nice guy. Yeah. A Nice guy. Women only want the chads. Why won't women like the nice guys? And, but he's here to be like, so guys, all the nice guys out there who women don't like, there's a scientific explanation for why women don't like you. It's not your fault. It's a scientific explanation. It's because you're a low tier lobster. And that he's like, so if you want women to like you, you have to follow my 12 rules for life. But here's the thing is women don't like Jordan Peterson for the most part. So I don't, I think most men who follow him are not going to have an easier time finding women. Although I guess some women like, like there have been times that I've liked some things that he says. I don't, I don't disagree with him on everything. I think he's a very smart person who has a lot of important things to say. However, some of the stuff he says is just so weird and out there that I I cannot, I just cannot handle it. Fox and Compass, you are onto something here because this is exactly what he was saying at the beginning. Uh, So I'll I'll pull up this video so we can watch it together. But he's basically, yeah, he doesn't like Frozen because there is, he literally does say because there isn't a man to save her. That's why he doesn't like it um because he said that in that disney movies are supposed to follow the stereotypical princess gets saved trope and if it if it doesn't then it's propaganda which i'm like dude you realize that there could just be different kinds of movies about different things it doesn't have to be that deep like i am not out here going to say that disney is feminist propaganda because it is not dude disney is a, such a corporation like Disney does not have any kind of morals whatsoever. Disney does not have ideology. Disney's ideology is money. So, but I think it's just weird that uh, I'll play this video because it is it is so wild. Um, let me get to that point in the video, then I'll pull it up. Okay, so this is Jordan Peterson's on a call with some people talking about Frozen. Let's let's just talk about why he hates frozen. I should have put Elsa or someone in the thumbnail. Just to just to get the clicks. Here we go. So let's talk about why he doesn't like frozen oh wait, I forgot to share audio. Hold up. And we'll talk about why he doesn't like frozen. What well, Mushroom Destroyer says Disney Virtue signals for profit. Yes, that is exactly what they do.
1: Talking about uh, at, talking about frozen at one point and how that movie had a pl- I've never seen the movie, but apparently you, you were saying it has a political agenda. <laughs> Does that kind of play agenda? into what you're seeing with women not getting this talk as much? Yeah. Like are What's you noticing political things agenda in the zeitgeist? Frozen? Can you lay that out? I, I don't fully know.
0: Well uh, see I like how this guy asked, what is the political agenda for?" just so people know I know a lot of people don't like uh when I pause a lot while reacting to things, but it's because um if you don't if you don't pause and give commentary enough the bots will see it as copyright claim, So I don't want that to happen, but I do appreciate that this dude is like, what is the political message of Frozen? I'm hoping that he will lay it out directly here.
2: It was explicitly not a, uh, you know, Prince saves the princess movie. Okay. And and fair enough in, in a very kind of casual sense. But the thing is, is that the prince does rescue the princess. That's the archetypal story. And the prince that rescues the prince.
0: Okay, so I'm confused. Is he saying that the prince rescues, he's like, Frozen is not a prince rescues the princess story. And he's like, however, the prince does rescue the princess. That's the archetypal story. So is he saying that in Frozen there there was a prince rescuing a princess and we all just missed it? Or is he saying that like, every story is supposed to be that. And if every story isn't that, then it's automatically propaganda. Because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck he is on about
2: princess can be the woman's own masculine side i mean these stories can be read at you know individual psychological and, and sociological levels but frozen in my estimation was nothing but a was essentially a piece of propaganda because it it attempted to subvert the normal the, the standard relationships between the genders and i don't like i don't find creative products that have an ideological agenda credible and and
0: okay this is so weird so he's, he specifically says frozen is propaganda because it subverts your expectations. So he's basically saying every single movie and story should follow tropes that exist. Nobody should subvert tropes. Otherwise, you're trying to make a political statement just because you subverted a trope. Is that is that what he's saying? Am I interpreting this correct? Because, like, what a boring way to have more stories in the world. Like, I, I, just like not even on like a, a level of men or women or anything, but like like I just feel like if you does he want every story in the world to be the same? I'm so confused. I'm gonna let him keep going, but I'm very confused on this point. He's like if a movie subverts what you expect, it's propaganda. What? Like, I've written novels that subvert what you expect, but I don't want them to be propaganda. He's going to be in for a wild ride when he sees that I'm writing this romance novel where the girl, the nerdy girl in the marching band and the hot cheerleader are both in love with the football player. But spoiler, the two girls actually end up together. It subverts the tropes, right? I guess that's um some lesbian propaganda jordan peterson doesn't know lesbians exist though so it's fine
2: i didn't find frozen credible in the least
0: uh, why
2: because it, it it violates basic truths and it does it casually i thought was wrong with but the, but the well, you know but the, i thought the
0: boyfriend guy with the wait what truths did it it violates basic truths it's fiction dude it's a it's a fictional story it's a disney movie do you not find Lion King credible because lions don't sing in real life. Like, is this lion singing propaganda? It violates the basic truths that lions don't talk. I'm so confused. I'm so lost. I think he just. My guess is, like I was talking about on my video the other day about Ben Shapiro hate or Ben Shapiro taking the side of the royal family, even though it seems to be against most of what his normal ideology is. It seems like sometimes you just want to say the most controversial thing for the sake of getting the clicks. So I imagine like when frozen, like frozen has been a big movie for the past couple of years. he probably was like, you know what, if I hate frozen and make a big deal about it, I'll get some attention. That's my guess. It's my guess. I could be wrong, but like generally when people are making a huge point about something that's major in pop culture without having anything that makes sense to say about it, like, if y'all remember yesterday, I was reading a comment on one of these videos where he was talking about Frozen. Someone in the comments wrote a lengthy essay about, they were agreeing with Jordan Peterson, but their essay went into more detail about the flaws that they had with Frozen, like the issues that they had with the plot and the characters. And I was like, this, this one comment makes more sense than Jordan Peterson's entire lecture where he says nothing about Frozen. And y'all, let me just be clear, no one has to like Frozen, but he's just weirdly obsessed with how much he hates it. All right, let's continue, bud.
1: Moose, he kind of comes in and saves the day, right? The The princess is lying there dying and he gets her warm again and then she's able to go save the day. And while it's it's not the prince drawing his sword and facing down the dragon for his love, it's not that standard archetype, but but he's there in his own way. Yeah, well he's sort of
2: the nice supportive guy. And you know how well they do in real ah, life. Oh, know?
0: there it is! He doesn't like Frozen because he's an incel dude. That's exactly what he said. Okay. He doesn't like it because the guy, the guy that she gets with is the nice and supportive guy. And he's like, you know how well they do in real life. He doesn't like that it's promoting being a nice guy because oh dude, dude. He doesn't like Frozen because the nice guy shouldn't get the girl in the movie because he never does in real life. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. I didn't know the Frozen stuff was going to connect back to the incel argument, but oh, man, it was it was too easy.
1: You're <laughs> right. He comes in when, when there's trouble with a blanket and a you yeah. go, go get him, girl. You got yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, and then no, he fucks sorry. off somewhere with his moose. <laughs> I, like On that, on that exact same token, I love your explanation. And I had never been able to internally articulate it before about the male feminist thing and the whole, like, just, it, it gives you a creepy vibe. And oh, yeah. the more I heard you talk about it, where you're saying, well, these people are just kind of weaker, subservient men that can't,
0: I don't know what he's talking about here. I find some male feminists to be annoying. I will agree with that. I don't think on the whole I, that I think men being feminists is fine. I just think that sometimes there, I've met sometimes some men who are like, I am such a feminist, and but they will be so annoying about it. And it's like, okay, dude, just like th- they'll get to the point where like women will have something to say, but they will think that as a male feminist, their opinion is more important. Like I get that male feminists can be super annoying, but what he's saying here about how they're, like, beta men. Dude, this is all, this is all, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Here's the thing. These people seem completely unaware that not every, not every successful relationship whatsoever has to rely on historical stereotypes or stereotypes that we see in the animal kingdom, that, like, humans are, are, capable of having preferences that extend beyond like reproductive things that like to an extent I think we have evolved beyond that like for me I've talked about this I do not like dominant men I find it an immediate turnoff I like men to be like when I'm attracted to men I like to be the louder and more assertive one in the relationship and again I wouldn't turn down a guy for that like I I'm very open-minded but like my point is, my preferences overall tend to be the exact opposite of what he says. But he also seems unaware that there are some women who exclusively are interested in women. He just never even addresses that. I think he either he just doesn't know or it's like a very inconvenient thing that just kind of messes with his argument. Yeah, I love what Katie's is here. Imagine telling out yourself this hard on camera. Right? It's like, oh, bud, this is not the own you think it is. Oh, wait. Sorry, gotta turn the heat on. Right? It's like, remember, you guys remember when Ben Shapiro was reading the, he was reading, like, wet-ass P-word on Twitter and all of that, and people were making fun of him, which he was definitely doing for attention, once again. But then uh, he tweeted about it and was like, well... My my wife is a doctor, and she says that your P word is not actually supposed to get wet. Otherwise, that is a medical disorder. And we're like, um, this is not, you you saying your wife never gets wet is not the own you think it is, Ben. <laughs> that was just hilarious. That's what Jordan Peterson's doing right here. He's like, yeah, the nice guys never get women in real life, so why should they impose <laughs> it? Yep. Some women prefer being alone. Some women don't want to marry anyone. Some women want to marry other women. Some women want to marry guys who are, you know, more of a calm dude or like, you know, some women like to be the the dominant one. Some people like to have a completely equal partnership. Everyone has their own preferences and there's going to be someone out. If you want to find another person, there will probably be someone out there who matches what you're looking for. You just have to put in the effort and he seems to think that like nope you want to have the largest selection of mates let's pretend that we're lobsters again dude this is wild
1: they compete in a traditional male hierarchy so they have to be kind of you know sneaky and try I and go to under the you, wire
2: tell you a funny story man people will hate me for this one
0: yeah I'm so probably, it's about yeah.
2: orangutans <laughs> And so,
0: dude, it's always animals with him. He's like, I'm going to explain human behavior using animals. And it's like, I get it. We evolve, like we've all evolved from like common ancestors. I get it. Animals and humans tend to, you know, on an evolutionary level, have the same like, you know, need to pass on genes that will contribute to your survival. However, what I think he is neglecting is that like Humans have gotten to a point where, like, our evolution is now different because we have built so many structures, we have advanced so much in medicine that, like, we're no longer in a place where we exclusively try to pass on, um, like, uh, genes that are best for survival. Like that, that just doesn't happen as much anymore. Uh, that's why you see, like, people, people, you know, will have kids even people who have, you know, uh, genetic disorders they'll pass them on to kids because there's medicine that can deal with that. And so like, it's like what he's saying is just not, it's no, it doesn't No, It's just stop trying to explain human behavior using animals all the time. It's weird.
2: Now a fully developed male orangutan is the guy that has the big fat pads around his face. So he almost looks like a moon. eh? And he's a big, tough, character and the big males get so big (laughs) they actually can't hang around in trees they spend most of the time on the ground whereas the typical orangutan is up in the trees and so it used to be thought so there's only one of these males around in in any given territory and uh these big males and then there's other males
0: that kind of look like females and it so guys he's literally like how is he off on this tangent like he is now talking about orangutans and we're not even like he's gonna tie this back into frozen somehow i don't know how but we'll find out i guess
1: used to
2: be thought that all of those more juvenile looking males were adolescents but then they discovered that that wasn't true that what happened was is if there was a dominant and fully developed male in the territory then all of the other males didn't mature fully and they stayed in their juvenile form. Now the females, female orangutans come to the big moon faced guy. So they they come for for mating purposes to him. The juveniles have to resort to rape.
0: Whoa, okay, I didn't know you were about to go there. Uh, I'm just gonna, sorry about that guys. I am gonna just turn that off. We're not watching this video anymore. Because I was not ready to deal with that this morning, and I don't think anyone in the chat was either. Uh, yeah, we're, I'm not even going to unpack that. Just not even going to unpack that. Can you imagine going to this guy for therapy? Because he is a practicing therapist, right? Like, he is a, he's a professional psychologist, he's a psychology professor, and he has his own practice. Like, can you imagine going to this dude for therapy? Oh, I cannot. Oh, oh, yeah. Does he get high before talking? That's a good question. I have no idea. Karen says, "Do you have you noticed that every guy who complains nice guys don't get girls aren't actually nice guys?" I, I think I, I won't say that's true hundred percent of the time, but I think it definitely does happen where like a lot of people try to claim that they're. Um, you know, the problem is other people. I'm so great. It's just that other people don't like me. It's like, well, maybe, maybe there is something that you could do as well, like taking a little responsibility for someone who talks so much about taking personal responsibility in his book and how personal responsibility is everything. It's wild to me how much he's like, actually, nice guys and beta men just don't get women. You just gotta be alpha or nothing. Like, it's wild, dude. Um... Brianna says, when utilizing nature and animals, I would love the opportunity to get my husband pregnant like seahorses. Yeah, dude, why doesn't he ever talk about seahorses? Why isn't he ever, like, every Disney movie is propaganda because the women don't get the men pregnant, and seahorses get the male seahorses pregnant, so... Uh, in if animals can do it, that means that every Disney movie should do it. <laughs> I don't understand what he's saying. His arguments are so odd. Yes, exactly. They are so weird. Um, Kat says, I feel like he should be reported to the licensing board. If anyone here, I know that sometimes we've had people who are, you know, mental health professionals. If anyone in this chat is a mental health professional and wants to hop on and talk about how bad he seems to be for mental health, I'm down. Lori says, "I don't get why he's so popular. And in every interview I've seen him in, he comes off as more of a philosopher than a psychologist. He's way into pseudoscience. He's weird. He is weird, dude. And I think, I think the reason he got, uh, he got so popular was there was this weird like cultural thing going on with young people in colleges. As a person who was in college, I, I don't know what six, seven years ago." seven, eight years ago, something like that. Um, During that time, among college students, there was this weird divide among, like, the facts don't care about your feelings crowd and the feelings above facts crowd. And, like, there there were people that, you know, took a a balanced and nuanced approach. But this was, like, a time when, like, You know, some social media sites were getting really big, and like I think the idea of cancel culture was starting, and then there was a huge backlash to it that came from, you know, people like Ben Shapiro who would be like, Well, I believe in facts and things like that. And again, this is like, this shouldn't be segmented into two sides like this. But a lot of people, I think, who were feeling scared that they were going to get canceled because they didn't understand some of the new things that were going on in the world, instead of, you know, trying to educate themselves or trying to balance facts with emotion or things like that. It's much easier when someone... It's kind of like how people get roped into cults, right? You get a a person who sounds really smart, who knows a lot of things and can spout off a lot of things really fast so they make themselves seem credible to you. They come in and they're like, well, here's how I'm going to show you how, yes, you are right. The rest of the world is going crazy. Let me, let me uh, show you how you are right. I can prove it with more facts. And I, dude, I honestly, I think he could probably start a cult. Like, I think he could. So that is, um, I think that's why he got popular a couple years ago, would be my guess. Um, and it, I'm glad that nowadays, like, I remember hearing about him a couple years ago. And honestly, like I said on yesterday's stream, because a lot of people who have argued against him do such a bad job and they bring up arguments that are so irrelevant. At first, I thought he was kind of cool. I watched him on the on the H3 podcast. He came on there and he was like, you know, smoking from the bong, like he seemed like a pretty chill dude and I was like, okay, then I watched a few, you know, clips where people were misrepresenting him or saying things he didn't say, and I was like, oh, I, you know, I, you guys know I hate the straw man. I really hate when people misrepresent what someone said. So I would, I kind of, I felt for him at, at that point. And then I started to watch more of what he was saying, and I started to actually get into, like the, like the main content of it. And I was like, no, this is incredibly weird. I see why people don't like him now. I just wish people had done a better job of refuting his actual arguments. Uh, So like RK mentioned yesterday, I am going to be doing a video where I break down the debates he's been in and talk about like, what would be, you know, a better way for it to have gone down and things like that. So I will be doing that. But I do see how he got popular in the first place. The clips I'm showing are kind of like the worst of him, (laughs) because I think that would be more fun for the extremeness of this uh, show. But he definitely does have some things that I think appeal to people. So I get it. I get it. But he, yeah. Um, uh, Let's see... Harley says he also got popular because he had connections with people like Joe Rogan and Sam Harris. Yeah, I think I saw I saw him do an interview with Joe Rogan once. I watch a lot of Joe Rogan's interviews because he does a lot. He interviews a lot of really interesting people. And uh, he it's also fun to watch Joe Rogan, who, like, is not a very smart person and is very open about the fact that he's not a smart person, but he'll get in an argument with Ben Shapiro and just, like, completely destroy him even though ben shapiro thinks he's like the smartest guy in the world (laughs) um all right let's see i'm gonna get this back up and then i will talk a little bit after that about he finally got in his book yesterday when i was reading he finally got to what he meant by the by masculine order and feminine chaos and it still it doesn't make sense but he finally explained it and it still doesn't make sense. I'm gonna explain it in a minute. See if I can remember how to explain it.
2: And if you can't understand that from a human perspective, then you're not bloody well thinking. You know, so it's the same thing Is the and,
0: and is like, you can't understand that the orangutans only like the the male with the big face who is the alpha male. Okay. That
2: the mm-hmm. the 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 successful males, and this is true. Genetically, successful so, for males example, who get women is you what have twice means. as many female ancestors as male ancestors. And you think, no, that can't be possible. It has to be 50-50. But it doesn't. So, it's easy. Every male who reproduced had two children, but a bunch had zero. And every female who reproduced Okay, had one. now he's going into so how, like,
0: th- over human history men, the, the successful alpha men have gotten with more women and, like, Basically that like all women have gotten a chance to reproduce, but only half of the men have because half of the men don't have a chance with anyone. Like it's, it's more incel stuff. It doesn't make any sense. And I think like, maybe, maybe it's true that we have twice as many female ancestors as male ancestors. I don't know. I've never heard that other than from him, but if that's true, what he's saying, then like, there could be a variety of reasons for that. Including, like, um, let me think. One, what would be a reason for that? One thing I'm thinking is about how, like, hmm. I don't know, guys. Maybe he's onto something. I don't know. Um, Lori says, is rant's me think he's trying to start his own philosophical movement of followers? A red flag for sure. Absolutely. His actual area of expertise is psychology, which is what's weird to me. So he is a practicing psychologist who sees patients, which scares me, because I'm like, holy shit, I cannot imagine what he would tell me to do. Like, I feel like I was going to see Tony Robbins, and Tony Robbins is a fraud. So I'm like, dude, like, I cannot imagine going to this man, and I don't know what he would tell me that I need to like alpha men more or something. I don't know. I can't even imagine. I wonder I wonder what his actual patients say about him. I'll have to find a clip of that for the future. Um Um, so yes, what, what Joseph is saying here, I think is true. More men died in wars. and in- Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's what I was trying to say, but I couldn't think of how to say it. Yes, I think that could be a part of what he's trying, like, historically, yes. More men have been in combat in war, more men have worked um, physical jobs that have a higher risk of mortality over the course of history, right? So it's entirely possible That a lot of men who had no children died young in the war, or died at an accident at work, or maybe became infertile from something at a work accident or something. So, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Is like, the reason that that you might have more female ancestors than male ancestors could go back to, like, specifically in the last, like, 100, 200 years. A lot of men have died young in the war. I remember seeing this amazing statistic in a YouTube video. When I say amazing, I mean in a really sad and terrible way. But it was, I think it was talking about World War II. And I think it was the Soviets. I think it was like 80% of Soviet men. Don't don't quote me because I don't remember if this country is correct. But it was like 80% of Soviet men born in 1923 died during the war. So like like, the men born that year, like, were just completely wiped out, basically. So, yeah, there's, like, in a lot of cases, men have died young due to war, and they, and do and yeah, exactly. Joseph, I think, is on the right track here. And so, could it be, could that be just one factor? Sure, but my point is that if he's trying to attribute the entire thing to women only like one type of man, and all the other half of men just have to be the the beta men who get nothing. That's just not true. Like, that's just not true. Um, yeah, oh, Mushroom destroyer. uh RK, I was saying this at the beginning, I sent, he had to go to a meeting this morning, so I think he's gonna try to pop in, but I don't know for sure. Um, oh, also, Chilla says, male fetuses got miscarried more often. I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know that. So basically, there's a variety of factors that could be at play here. Um, yes, wait, he's a psychologist. Yes, he is a psychologist. It scares me too. Um, Christina says, I've been popping in and out to watch building up my bug room in the bathroom for the tornado outbreak. Supposed to be a wild ride. Oh, I hope everything's okay. I hope everything's okay with the tornadoes and all of that. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay so okay so yesterday I finally got to what he was saying about okay because the the whole book he kept talking about the the uh, the chaotic feminine and the masculine order. and I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if this would count as the logical fallacy of begging the question where it's like you treat something you there's a question out there and you treat it as if everyone already has the answer as opposed to answering it yourself. I don't know if this is technically that, but it kind of felt like that to me where he would be like, um, he'd be like, okay, so there's the there's the traditionally or the historically masculine order and the feminine chaos. And I was like, what does that mean, though? Because based on what I know of, of just people in the world, men tend to seem on, on average more chaotic to me. And again, any, everyone is an individual, so I still wouldn't classify it that way. But I was like, men are the ones who start wars and shit, and like, almost every woman I know other than myself is incredibly organized. So I would say like, it seems like it should be the opposite to me, but is he going to explain what this means? Because... Overall, I don't think the, the broad concepts of order and chaos really tie to a gender at all because they're just such broad concepts. Then he, in this chapter, finally brought up what that means, which is that masculinity... Guys, I'm going to try to explain this the best I can. Don't blame me if it doesn't make sense because it didn't make sense to me either. Masculinity is order... Because over the course of history, men have been responsible for building cities and advancing society, whereas femininity is chaos because every... I'm trying my best, this is so weird. Everything that... every new person that comes into the world is born out of a vagina. And when a new person is born into the world, that is the unknown. You never know what this person's gonna do. This person could cause mass chaos, but all new and unknown things that could cause chaos come from a woman because she gives birth to them. So that's why femininity is chaos, because giving birth leads to something new and unknown. And I was still like, bro, you're gonna you're you're gonna have to give me more than that. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Because by that logic, like, dude, the man also had a part in creating that new and unknown being. So, like, just because it came out of the woman doesn't mean that the woman is causing the chaos. Like, what? That doesn't make any sense. But that's his explanation. That was his explanation in the last chapter. Maybe maybe he's talking about Mother Nature. Yeah, like what Christina says Mother Nature. Maybe he's talking about Mother Nature and I just completely misinterpreted what he said. Again, like I've mentioned in the past, I tend to interpret things pretty literally. So it's entirely possible that he was being, like, he was making, like, a symbolic point and I just, it just went over my head. That's entirely possible. But I was, I was lost as hell, dude. Andrea says, I could not imagine sending any of my clients to him for therapy. Andrea, you want to pop on the stream and talk about, uh, talk about, you're welcome to, if you want. Uh, the evil vaginas. <laughs> Queen of Spades said, Jordan Peterson, is always a jumble of words that don't need to be said. He could say it's so much more simple. Exactly. Every chapter in this book is like an hour and a half long. I'm listening to it on Audible. Every chapter in this book is like an hour and a half long. And that's because when he makes the main point of the chapter he goes off to share every single thing that he knows about everything that is related to every small piece of that thing and at some point i'm like what was what was this chapter about again like the one that i was just listening to yesterday which was about how you should treat your, you should take care of yourself just as much or more than you take care of others and i was like great i think prioritizing you know taking care of yourself and taking your medication like that's good that's that's true yes but then we're like an hour into the chapter and he is telling all of these biblical stories and talking about how, how women make men self-conscious and how all of us are afraid of our own selves or something. And he's just going off on that for like an hour. And he's talking about all of these different biblical interpretations and how those stories relate to it. And, like different animals and how they, it's like, it's wild. And then at the uh, partway through, I'm like, what was this chapter about again? And I was like, oh, it's about how we're supposed to take care of ourselves and prioritize ourselves and not just take care of others. Yes, I agree with it. But what does this have to do with any of that? And then at the end he tied it back together being like, so, because Adam became self-conscious after Eve fed him the forbidden fruit and he became scared of his own self. You know, that was the first example of how nowadays we are so self-conscious and ashamed of our exposed, our true exposed selves that we're afraid to show to the world. And we look at our dog and our dog has no self-consciousness. Our dog is, you know, just living life. And so they're so innocent. We are happy to take care of them, but we are like, all horrible creatures who are afraid of what we're capable of or something it's like so we don't think that we deserve happiness i'm like this is depressing as (sighs) shit this is so depressing and also what are you talking about oh my god christine (laughs) I love this. Let's just put the Amanda show skit with Kyle the surfer dude in my mind. I saw a spider in my room and was like, ah, spider. And the spider was like, ah, Kyle, but the with but with vaginas in Jordan. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's like. The parts that make sense seem to just be a ruse to get people in, and then he pivots to bat shittery. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering, like... Do we think this guy actually is just like truly believes everything he's saying is necessary and helping other people or is he trying to start a cult? Like what do we think on that? Like personally, I always thought Tony Robbins, he's probably trying to start a cult. Grant Cardone is probably not trying to start a cult. I think as for as nuts as the things Grant Cardone says for as crazy as they are, like I think that he genuinely believes that his advice is helpful. Um. But yeah, what do you guys think? Let me pull. Here's a thing called Why Incels Love Jordan Peterson. Oh, but he's not even in it. I only want to watch stuff with him in it because that's more fun. So uh, he goes, okay, so he goes on the Joe Rogan podcast and it says this Joe Rogan episode is called Jordan Peterson clarifies his incels comment. So I'm not sure what he said in the first place. I think we're going to find out in here. Uh, Tony Robbins is the cult. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lori says you make more money by starting a cult and it feeds the egomaniac. I think they are all trying to start their own cults. Potentially, potentially. Let's take a look. Let's look at what he said about incels to Jordan Peterson. Basically the reason I I was putting in the thumbnail of this this stream that he is the boss babe of incels is that he really like the way that like someone like Rachel Hollis appeals to the pyramid scheme boss babe crowd or the way that like people like that you know appeal to that lifestyle of girl boss stuff like He's, like, exactly that, but for, like, 20-year-old male incels. Like, that is exactly, like, he appeals to exactly the same things in their mind. Let's see.
3: They can find anything that you say that could, without further explanation or definition, be misconstrued as uh, appealing to this definition of you. Like, for instance, when all this, uh, when this... What, what, I guess they call themselves incels, involuntary celibates. When all this stuff went down, when this guy drove his car into a group of people, it's horrible tragedy. Um, one of the things that you talked about with incels is that, and this was a, a part of the what was it? It was New a New, York, York, New Times York Times hit piece. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You you said one of the cures for this is enforced monogamy. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, enforced monogamy. What? What? Enforce monogamy. I mean, we're already living in a world where the law only lets you marry one person, which I think is a problem. I think I don't, I think if marriage is going to be tied to the government at all the government, like then there should be, there should be no limit on like what you, like, cause it, it should, you know, if there's going to be government benefit to it, people should not have any, um, restrictions on it. Cause that doesn't seem fair. Um, but I'm not sure. Let's see what he means by enforced monogamy. All right.
3: People decided, and you know, I had never heard that term before. Quite honestly, I have I never heard like, that either. What the fuck does that mean? It's I a psychological term, and what it means is enforced by culture that it is a good value.
2: Monogamy, yeah, because right. polyg- polygamous societies tend to become ultra violent. Yeah, and that's been known in the anthropological literature for a hundred years. And, and certainly leftist anthropologists were among those who discovered it. Like she knew, the journalist knew perfectly well what I meant by enforced monogamy. she yeah, not-
0: if- I don't, she might've not, dude. A lot of us have never heard that term before. Enforced monogamy. Okay, so basically what he's saying is enforced monogamy is when the culture makes it the only cultural norm is monogamy. We already have that. Like we already have that, dude. Again, there are like- and i think i think there there are like polyamorous groups of relationships out there which i totally support but you're not going to see that as the norm nobody nobody expects to go to a wedding for more than two people like it real the monogamous culture is really strong out there people seem to automatically assume if you're if you're with more than one person then you must be cheating like There's all all these assumptions already. So, like, I don't know what he's talking about. We already have that. And. All right.
3: Stupid. It's a you use it as if everybody would understand it because you're an intellectual and because you're a professor and it was this is also, what you do.
2: It was also two minutes out of a two day conversation, yes. you know, yes. it's like, so it was that's something all she we needed. just glanced. Oh,
0: well, it's so fun. That was fun. It's a, that's the thing is he, he never takes, like, he tells everybody to take responsibility, but he never takes responsibility. So he'll be like, um, it like, Because Joe Rogan is basically like, yeah, you didn't clarify what you meant. You just assumed other people would know. And he's like, well, uh, uh, she knew what I meant. Like, no, dude. Sometimes you have to clarify your terms for other people. Funny in
2: some sense because my sense is if you want to pillory someone, you should attribute to them views that someone somewhere has had. And the implication of that part of the New York Times article was that I wanted to, you know, take nubile young women at the point of a gun understate enforcement and deliver them to useless men. It's like no one has ever believed that. So attributing that. No, people have believed that. I'm glad
0: to know Jordan Peterson doesn't believe that. But for all the anthropology and all the cultures of the world that Jordan Peterson seems to be an expert in, so he says, he seems unaware of the fact that there are forced arranged marriages in some countries that are placed on 14-year-old girls. So yes, some people do say that. Some people do that, my dude. Really, the optics
3: of that that statement are very bad. But the the, the question is. Why, didn't, why wasn't there follow-up questions? And if there was follow-up questions to get you to define what you mean by enforcement? Well, there were. They, they just were. didn't
2: make it into the piece. Well,
3: that's a real problem.
2: Yeah, it's a real problem. That's a real yeah, problem. Yeah, because
3: yeah. That's, that, that well, is... So, an,
2: it's so ridiculous. Because, it's an
3: inaccurate definition <laughs> well, of who you are. Well, if, one
2: of the things I've said continually, I'm, and this is on record in multiple places. It's like, okay, so you're a young man. Mm-hmm. And all the women are rejecting you. Who's got the problem? It's not all the women. Oh, that's hey. a bad road. Dude,
0: He's not being an incel here. Holy shit. Okay. I'm going to listen to this and see where he goes because he's like, okay, if all the women, because everything else he said so far has been that like nature has made you a beta male. And that like, but right now he's being like, no, it's your own fault. Let's okay. He's, he might surprise me right now. Let's see where he goes.
2: Road to go down. If all the women are rejecting you, it's you. We both
3: agree on this. But why is enforced monogamy the solution for people that are involuntary celibates?
2: Well, it's the solution to the it's the solution to the relationship between
0: men and women
2: fundamentally is monogamous yeah, social but these norms men are unattractive we already
0: have those dude we already have monogamous social norms this doesn't he's not connected okay i gotta say like in the past i said you know joe rogan is not very smart and he's not and he doesn't claim to that's what i like about joe rogan like there's some things i dislike about him he says some dumb shit sometimes but what i appreciate about joe rogan is that he is not smart and he knows that he's not smart and he's basically like i'm not a smart guy i just want to interview people and I, I'm I'm all for that. So I appreciate that. Like right now, he's being like, "Dude, how do you connect that though?" So like, I appreciate that he continues to press and ask questions because he's like, "What, what?"
3: If these oh, men well, are the unattractive to them, but if these men are unattractive to women, I don't mean just physically unattractive. I mean women aren't seeking them as mates. Mm-hmm they need to become men
2: yes they certainly do that's the solution that's the solution absolutely
3: the
0: solution is to become men what does that even mean though become men you're either a man or you're not dude you can't become one i don't understand like i don't understand what he means by that like i guess there's to an extent gender is socially constructed and i guess you could like become a man through puberty or if you are trans you could become a man through transition but if you're talking about an adult male who is already a man it needs to be like become a man what does that mean
3: agree on this
2: yes but they need to do that in a society where monogamy is the social norm it already is the
3: social norm anyway
2: (laughs) well that was partly my point although to the degree that we deviate from that we tilt towards a more violent society. I was but making I a very
3: minor point. I don't think they're related, quite honestly. I don't I don't okay, think that dude, invo- I
0: love I dude, I love this. I love when Joe Rogan who is basically like, yeah, dude, I'm just like a stoner, bro. I'm not I'm not even smart. I love when he brings these like intellectuals onto his channel, onto his podcast and then just completely destroys their entire argument. It's like, wow, your argument was so flimsy that fucking Joe Rogan <laughs> can take it down in five seconds <laughs> I love it I love it so much
3: On Terry celibates, I don't think that having enforced monogamy as a part of our cultural norm is going to help those people. I well, really it does don't. it
2: does how's look. it going to help them? Well, because what happens is if a polygamous society develops, mm-hmm. which is the alternative, then a small minority of men get all the women that's what happens. Oh, okay. I okay.
0: A- but what if it's a polygamous society where the women get multiple husbands? Like, I feel like Jordan Peterson does not know how to think of anything outside of the male perspective. Like he always centers men in everything. And that's why when I'm reading this book, I'm like, I feel like this is targeted at a male reader because it does like, I just feel like he t- centers me- men with everything. Man, I am just like I don't I don't get this at all. So there could be theoretically we could first of all what he's saying is the alternative to a enforced monogamy society is a polygamous society. And in a polygamous society, a small percentage of men get all the women. However, that's not true because one The the alternative to a monogamous society is not necessarily a polygamous society. You could have a society where people just do whatever they want and it splits. Maybe you have like a society where, I don't know, 75% of people end up in monogamous relationships and the other 25% of people end up in polygamous relationships, Like, and that's fine. It doesn't have to be completely one way or the other. You could just have people do whatever they want. And then on top of that, if we did have a primarily polygamous society... If he's going by like historically other polygamous societies have had men marry all the women but that was enforced like that was like embedded into their laws and their culture because that was from a time when men did get to dominate everything so if we were to transfer into that now, we could have a society where a bunch of women marry all the men, or you could have people who are not just, like... I think he's also thinking of, like, polygamy as something where it's only, like, this person marries all of these people, as opposed to, like, a lot of... There are a lot of polyamorous relationships out there where it's, like, here's three people who are all equally in a relationship with each other. It's not like one person is in a relationship with two other people. It's like, all three people are in a relationship, so why can't there be a polygamous society where there's a bunch of people who are all in a relationship together? You could have couples that are you know some men some women all together it doesn't have to be just one man with like 10 women you could have like five men and five women all in a relationship together why not like that's where my brain is going on this i just don't think he's ever even like heard of any of this that's the thing i'm talking about like (sighs) i don't i don't understand i don't understand um amanda says i had a dream i saw the dream the other night that I didn't recognize him when I saw him on the street—he was super offended. <laughs> That's hilarious. Why does Jordan Peterson think only men are poly- Exactly because he thinks he only thinks about men ever. That's what I've noticed is that like he thinks about male dominance a lot, and then he thinks about women in context of how they can be beneficial to men because he thinks everything is about him.
3: That's that all
2: that's the only point that I was
3: making. Theori- theoretical world where polygamous societies exist en masse, and then you do have this problem where there's a, a small group of men that are fucking all the women. But that's not what we're talking and about and
2: also making the women unhappy, right? Because the women don't have any access to a genuine intimate one to one relationship over any long period of time. Which so is it doesn't what the women well. Ma- it's the, the whole and, idea of and the, the women for kids want too. that. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. Sure, if you have children. Right. Um, But I I still don't think that that is why these men are involuntary celibates. And I don't think it's the solution.
0: Yeah. Okay. And what Christina says here, I think is true. Like we even watched a clip yesterday where he basically said that the way he sees women are women are people who have children. Like he said that because someone was asking him, like, do you think trans women are women? And he was like, I think trans women should be respected, but I don't really think they're women because women are are people who can have children. And it's like, what? Like, first of all, I'm never going to have a child, not physically, at least. Also, does that mean that, like, I'm less of a woman in his mind? Probably. I don't think Jordan Peterson would consider me a woman at all. I don't I don't think he would. Just like based on what he's saying, I don't fit any of his requirements. So I am just very confused. But yes, he he thinks about, yeah, ex- Queen of Spade exactly. That's what I asked yesterday. What about women who can't have kids? He never addresses this, like, at all. He thinks that all women want to and are supposed to have kids. That's what it seems to think, because everything he says about human interaction, he ties back to evolution and mating, which is not, like, again, like I've said before, like, a lot of people have mentioned, you know, that humans... We don't really evolve the same way anymore because if we were to selectively breed, there that would lead to like eugenics and stuff. Um. But humans, we will, we will pass on things that are not you know, medically advantageous because we have medicine that can counter that and things like that. So now we're at a point where like we don't evolve in the same way that we used to. We don't evolve in the same ways that animals do. So to attribute all these things to humans when we have a much more complex way of looking at the world than that is ridiculous. All right, I, okay, so a lot of people in the comments are talking about being being a woman or knowing a woman who doesn't have kids, who can't have kids, that kind of thing. Okay, exactly. Not every woman wants to have kids. Not every woman can have kids. And so it's just wild that he looks at women. Well, he looks at women as people who can have kids, and he looks at men as people who want to breed with women who can have kids. So he really just looks at humans as animals, and it's weird. It is so weird
3: to that I think the solution is that they need to become attractive to yes women. that
2: is the solution' yes. There's no doubt don't I don't, about I don't that.
3: think the two are related
2: well the only the, I was making a minor point the minor point was that one of the ways that societies around the world have figured out that you keep young male aggression under control is by enforcing monogamous standards because it gives everyone a chance in some sense
0: no. so that's it the only gives point
2: that I was chance,
3: making. meaning it, it clears more uh, more women will be available for one-on-one relationships yes. rather than one guy who is some um, you know
0: still who's gonna tell him about lesbians guys jordan peterson seems completely unaware you know i'm gonna look it up i'm gonna see if there's any videos of jordan peterson knowing about lesbians looking up jordan peterson lesbian So far, I'm seeing nothing. So, dude, I just, I think maybe he just doesn't know about them. That's, that's, I'm gonna be kind and assume he doesn't know, rather than he does know and just thinks that they're dumb or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, well, everyone in the comments is sharing their experiences about you know whether being a a woman and having a child or you know being a woman and not having a child, and that's the thing. It's it's up to the individual. I just I, I don't get it. I don't. I also don't get how he has become, um, like uh such a a popular person with like, the libertarian frat bro crowd. Because as someone who used to be a libertarian frat bro, for me, it was all about, like, everyone does what they want personally. No one knows your own life better than you know your life. And I still do believe that. I just think that there are some places, like, especially with the pandemic, that the government does need to, help, like, uh serve society. I used to be a little bit more on the anarchy side. However, um... I think that I don't understand how he became so popular with that crowd, considering a lot of what he's saying is basically we need imposed order on people. We need socially imposed order, even if he's not saying we need government imposed order. He's talking about how we need um, the like we need people to feel pressured culturally to do certain so. like. It just doesn't make any sense. It seems like the type of people he would appeal to wouldn't be the type of people who believe in personal freedom to that extent. Although I think a lot of frat bros from this era, when I say this era, I mean like he became really popular when I was in college, and from that era what I remember was there were a lot of guys who would be really into libertarianism, but it was really just that they wanted to smoke a lot of weed. And at that time the Libertarian Party was the only one that was pushing hard for marijuana legalization. So I think like that's I'm pretty sure what, what it was. They didn't really care about personal freedom beyond that. Um that was just what I noticed. Um yeah, so at this point, I think he just he just he appeals to the incels, dude. Absolutely, absolutely. Um yeah. Yeah, man. So I don't know. I don't know, guys. Um, that's uh, that's Jordan Peterson for some more. Some more of him. Uh, tomorrow we are going to talk more about what he does. And RK will be back tomorrow. He's. I don't think he's going to make it just because like he's still on his meeting. So I'm probably going to wrap up the stream so that I can walk Chewy and listen to more of Jordan Peterson yelling at me about order and chaos and men and women and evolution and lobsters and uh whatever other animals he decides that humans are the same as and then we'll have more fun things from the book to talk about tomorrow and in addition to maybe we'll find some more videos um uh, but yes uh we're gonna wrap this up thank you all so much for being here this morning i will be back here tomorrow at the same time I will see you then. Thank you for being here and starting your morning off with me, everyone. You really get me motivated to get out of bed and make my day happen. So I really appreciate it. Thank you all for being here. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget to vote for Forever Home Friends. Don't forget to support small businesses. Have a great rest of your Wednesday.